The Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah, the robe, the robing, gotta make sure the robing is tight. It feels too cold for both of our robes, I feel like, though. No? Probably. You know what, though? This New York heat that they put right. in the apartments. That's right. I, I can hear, I don't know if you could hear, but there's like sizzling in the background from these sounds radiators. like a pit of vipers, right? Dying. I am. That's one thing I don't miss about New York is like, you don't have to pay for the heat, but you can't control it. So sometimes it's just like, you got to sleep with the window open in fucking February. I had my air conditioned on this morning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I've been lucky because it's like, you know, nice-ish. Yeah. It's cool, but I was in Mexico just for two weeks ago. It was actually very hot. So I, I love oh, this coolness. Okay. I know. So this silk robe is ill fitting for the weather, but uh, I keep all the you know, windows and fans and everything off when I podcast for Supreme Audio. So you I want. I know, I turned my air condition off. Oh, <laughs> you are so considerate. Well, that's why the thin robe is good then. You breeze. The thick ones, yeah. you can threaten. Yeah. But you right. got. You get, I started listening. It's a good thing. <laughs> way more airflow with your. Um, your sleeves, You're the wizard sleeves, dude. Straight up, you look like you could cast a spell in that thing. I can. I know you enough to cast spells. Are you a witch? <laughs> a bruja. Bruja. Yeah, I have a lot yeah. of those. Uh, my mother, my my girl, and uh, some of my aunts. So yeah, I've been yeah dealing with that a lot. That's great. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Salem over here. I live in Salem. Oh yeah, yeah. That looks like a witch goblet too. I went to, it does, right? <laughs> very, very, goblet, very goblety. I'm in theme. My home is very in theme. Mine is, well, I have a stripper pole. So besides that, everything has like a nice little. That's very, uh, what they, the kids would say, on brand. It's very mm-hmm. on brand of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to, sometimes you got to keep the theme going. I don't, I don't, my theme is kind of like island vibes in here. If you were to say that for you. Like a little like. Little trees and palm tree things and palm tree like pillows and the curtains and then West Indian art shit like are you, that. Are you into plants? Like, are you a plant dad? No, but I would like to be. Uh, I like plants. I like having them around. They look I cool. I became a plant mom. I never cared very much about plants. I'm very city, you know? I didn't care that much about greenery. I just got into plants and my friend put me on to a page on Facebook called Plants Without Pants. So you basically pose nude with your plants. This is my favorite thing to do now. (laughs) Being on brand, dude. You're like, you're right on the street. Now I'm like, how many plants can I get in my apartment to pose naked with? (laughs) A plant store, too. Then you don't have to bring them all home. Are they not cool with the naked in the store, huh? The plant store. Not in the store, but there's a community of plant people who will, like, exchange clippings of their plants. You can grow your own from theirs. Plant people are great. They're my people. I just found this out. Plant people are my people. Right, you use like the leaves can cover like certain, it's like the Adam and Eve photos, you know, the, the old biblical yes. photos of one leaf covering the genital regions. Yes, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> um, that that plant woman voice, that one with nature voice uh, is, a, is a guest of mine here on Damaged Goods. She's yeah. a model. She's a, a, a nude model, if you were to right. get technical. <laughs> uh, you also kind of were like a manager of other models at one point in time, per se. Are you helping? Yeah, I was trying to make that like an agency vibe. But you know what? The internet, you don't need these things anymore with the internet. You just don't. With social media specifically, you don't need an agent. 
No, and and she's also a, a very forward-thinking entrepreneur. Uh, my guest, Levon Lux, in the house, <laughs> in the house from uh, all, all the way from the other side of the country, New York, New York City. I'm in Los Angeles, but the powers of the internet, we're we're here to do this. You know, here we are. Yeah, I know. I was hoping we'd, we could do this like in the in the real thing, and then you know things have been complicated with being able to travel and such. So, I know. But this is great. Thank you for taking the time. We're both, if, you, if you're not watching, you're listening, listen with your eyeballs. We're in robes and shit. So, you We're know. Sexy ass robes. Yeah, we are. Like make <laughs> robe games and stuff, you know? <laughs> well, if this was like the TV show, I have a TV show pitch. Uh, it's okay. getting picked up. It's, it, we would have to do this episode. Maybe you were one of your coworker friends, but we'd all have to be naked. But maybe they'd blur it out if it's on the wrong channel, right channel. We don't have to worry about that. You know? Right. Internet, it's funny on the internet, right? Like YouTube, can they have nudity on YouTube? No. No, they're like the most strict. Yeah, I, they have, I would imagine. But like, if I was, why is YouTube more strict than like a, 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 like a porn website? I don't know, I don't know. I had a friend that got her, her video was taken down cause like her nipples were hard. On, on YouTube? Yeah, she doesn't do anything sexual. <laughs> but like, if, if, if I'm like an eight, nine year old kid, right? And the parents are worried about the kid coming across certain shit on the interwebs. I like to refer yeah. to it as the interwebs because uh, mm-hmm. that makes me sound older. I like want to be older. <laughs> I like sounding old. I know I don't. I just look old. But uh, <laughs> like, okay, the, I'm I'm a parent. I don't want my little eight year old fucking look at the wrong shit. They go on right. YouTube. It's safe. But boom, what if they hit like Pornhub or, or Lobster Tube or whatever? Like, how the fuck? What, what if they just go out in real life? Like, I've seen PDA that was more offensive than things on the internet. <laughs> New York City, like, on the subway, you'll see, I'm sure you in your life, you oh see... Oh, my God. The things shit. I've seen. Shit that is not allowed on YouTube, but Twitter lets it fly. But. No, I've seen so much random penis in New York City that it's, like, my you whole life. Sit out on the train. That's, like, a common thing. Like, my, <laughs> a lot of my friends, especially female friends that are from New York, lived there for a long period of time, have encountered a penis out and about on the subway, on the tracks, or in a subway car. That's normal. That's yeah. totally normal. But if you see, like, Areola on Instagram, God. it's like, you're the devil. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, recently, it seems like you, you caught a little little bit of the fucking Sailor Witch trials on, on the interwebs, on Instagram in specific. Instagram, if you're spying and listening to the podcast, don't ban me, though. I'm just listening. It's uh, whatever you say. (laughs) It's what I want. It's so true, though. They're after me. I cannot post shit. Anything I I post gets automatically taken down. So the newest thing is that I'm soliciting sex. That's the newest guideline that I've managed to violate. I I get shit banned or pulled down because it, you know, violates it's offensive it's my shit i'm not showing nipples and such right you go but um but <laughs> yours is safe mine is not <laughs> I've, I've gotten those notifications when you get something that says you're so what is what does that notification look like so now if i tell them hey like here's a sexy photo and let's say i'm just wearing a bikini which is allowed technically on instagram and i say come see more on my only fans it's taken down because i'm soliciting sex so can people not promote their OnlyFans on Instagram? They do not like promoting OnlyFans. Like I have found little loopholes 
but they do not like it linked to your page. They don't like when you have the swipe ups on the story. They do now, not. Is that because they don't want essentially competition? They don't want you promoting another platform? That's what I think it is, but they're hiding under the guise of soliciting Community sex. guidelines. So right. it's, it's your soliciting sex. We're taking your post down. Leave on lux. Right, right. And if they take down a certain amount of posts, they'll just delete your whole page, which just happens to people I know. Yeah. So the last couple of times they told me that they were deleting my page. So I made a backup account. The huh. backup account was attacked in like two days. For where they deleted like one or two of my photos for like linking uh, OnlyFans. They like deleted some of my photos. But I'm like, you know what? I've lasted years with the other account, so I still got a good amount of time to fuck shit up with my backup account. <laughs> it, that's like, like I, I, I follow you. I see what you post, and other people like you that post that similar content, they do what you do. They have like the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, the Photoshop work magic. Like, you know, nipples are, are blurred out. Like, uh, yeah. Like fucking genitals are blurred out. You can't see anything that looks different than a person in a bathing suit, right? So I wonder what, where it is that they draw the line? Is it people complaining, like commenting, reporting it? Or is it something? I, I used to think that it was reporting. I don't I think it's reporting now. I have not pissed off this many people. There's no fucking way. <laughs> you people There's like, no fucking way I've pissed off this many people. You're likable. They shouldn't. You I should. think I'm likable. There's no freaking way that I pissed off someone enough to report every, and they're going back three or four years into my post to, de to delete and report these photos. So yeah. like, they're going to your old, huh? They're going to your old posts and things like that. Old posts, like a person wouldn't do that. That's yeah. just the system. That's yeah. the algorithm. Exes who go in my old thing. You never know. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, I if I wasn't single for this long, I'd be like, maybe I like fuck some. Sh I fuck some shit up. Maybe I fuck someone who actually had it. That I cannot possibly have annoyed this anyone this much in years. So it has to be a system that they go through that they just like pull out these photos oh, and throw up like, oh, well, you violated guidelines. It's, I mean, it's, and it's, it's, it's wild. They don't really give, I mean, have they just ever said like, yo, we're about to just terminate your shit. It's over. It's a wrap. Or do you get like warnings and like, I mean, I, I, kind of, I thought that I was going to wake up. This was like a week or so ago. I thought I was going to wake up and that the page was going to be gone. I made the backup like real quick because they sent me a thing that was different from the others. That was like, if you have another violation, we are deleting your account. Basically that was a post. So I made the backup they can't and then they still didn't delete it yet. Oh, they froze me out for 24 hours. I couldn't access anything on that page for 24 hours. Hmm. That's, you know, I mean, like if, if, you, if you have strict guidelines to what is allowed on your network, your platform, right? And uh -huh. you lay those out, that's right, that's fine, that's cool. It's like, this is what it takes to play on this field. This field's a little different. And, and they say, okay, you know, Twitter, you can, fuck, Twitter is like, you can see everything, corn on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Instagram is gonna say, okay, you can't, you can swear, you can say some, maybe some weird political shit. You just can't show any titties, dick, pussy, butthole, whatever, or anything too crazy. So, okay, word, you post photos and content that does not represent that. You you take the time, I mean, somebody took the time to do things to photos of yours to blur that out, whether it's you yeah. or whoever. So you've gone along with our guidelines and they're yeah, still- Yeah, I have not violated the terms. Yeah, no, sitting there and they're pondering or they're, and they're nah, no, they say no, they hit the no button and fuck your shit. Yeah. You know what photo I cannot post at all? I had a photo with a lollipop that had a string of my saliva on it. What? 
down. I tried, po- and I'm an asshole, so I tried to post it three times. Because <laughs> I'm like, fuck I like your tenacity, bro. Yeah, I was just like, oh, like, if you're going to delete me, delete me now. Like, I'm going down in a blaze. Oh, that was the alien. That was the alien. You're like the alien. Yeah. That, that's crazy because that is not even like a body part. And it was like a beautiful, well-lit, like, like like money went into this photo. It wasn't like a selfie. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I've seen shots of like, you know, spider webs being made or, or like right. whatever, things like that. Even like blood in, in horror movie things and you get the shot and it's all hanging there with the light. That's crazy because that's not anything I would think off the top of my head. Like a, a woman with a lollipop and saliva. Okay, it's not like some crazy, uh, explicit sexual photo. No, like, I mean, is it sexy? Sure. Is it like, if a kid saw it, would they fucking, they wouldn't even fucking understand, they'd be like, I want a lollipop. Like, they wouldn't even get it. And then, honestly, I feel like I've seen a million ads for any product, you name it, a car, uh, uh, sneakers or whatever, of a woman, a girl, doing something like that with a lollipop, like sitting on the hood of a car, out in front of a, a store, whatever. And like, right. they're selling shit. That's commerce, and that's okay. Uh, that's wild. So saliva is like a no-no. I've tried. No more saliva. <laughs> Girl, they got to cancel canceling saliva. They cancel Thanksgiving. <laughs> they cancel everything. You can't, they're canceling saliva. You can't even have saliva in your fucking mouth. No. That's crazy. Wow. I know. You know, like, it's funny because uh, when I when I, I do worry about censorship, like, for everybody, artists, anyone who want to express themselves, and my selfish personal worries are about like freedom of speech because I write and I want to say things. And then I might not even be thinking like, okay, and I know it affects everyone in different ways, but you're not even necessarily saying things. Your freedom of expression is, is a physical act and you're complying with guidelines in some ways, right? Like if a store said, you got to wear a shirt to come in here, you, would you, do? you maybe wear the shirt, right? You see me? Right, like, wearing the shirt. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I just feel like it's kind of, I don't know, man. That's it's a bullying. Kind of, it's like it's straight up bullying. Yeah, that's kind of. And they're doing it to all models. I was about to ask. I mean, like, there's sex workers who make porn, straight up hardcore yeah. porn, and they can't post in like some of them, you know, amateur porn. They can't wear like a T-shirt and say like, "Come check out my site" or "Come check out my whatever." Like, they can't because they just Instagram doesn't like them. If it says that you do these things in your bio, you're getting attacked. Yeah. Not allowed to be a sex worker on social media. Like you're getting attacked. I have a, I have a couple friends or not like super close acquaintances, friends of mine who, who are in that realm and they are uh, on certain platforms. They're a little more explicit, like Twitter, they'll talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if they necessarily conduct business there. And on their Instagram, they don't really advertise it in the most explicit way. But I think if you, if you were a little sharp, a little smart, you might yeah, read between the lines. You know what it's about. They don't on the Instagram. They definitely don't go hard, but they don't go hard on any of the social media platforms. Cause if they're really working at it, they're using like your regular forms of communication, WhatsApp, signal, texts, whatever, you know what I'm saying? For the actual work, maybe they promo a little on the interwebs, but if they got clients, yeah. they're not, you know? Right. Of course. But you know, there's some fucked up loophole with people who have, like a substantial amount of followers. So like they don't want a million followers, you can kind of show whatever you want and they're not taking the work down. Instagram doesn't want to lose you because you're bringing people to the table. Exactly. Uh, It's funny though, because I have seen them fuck with people uh, for various reasons, whatever, that have a decent amount, maybe, maybe only like 
max a hundred thousand, which is still a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't fuck with them over whatever they're saying. And sometimes it is because maybe they engage in arguments with some people who are petty enough to go report them. Or like I, I posted some shit the other day that referenced like, uh, I didn't even say the word COVID-19 or shutdown or that. I didn't say anything, but it somehow referenced it. And I got a certain message like, you know, we're going to attach this link because you represented or you said something that represents this. We want to make sure people aren't like misled. It's like an info thing. Oh, yeah. Say that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not even promoting right. any, like false. If you say anything about the election, it attaches like a voting thing. Yeah, to that's you. That's don't cool. use me for your shit. Yeah. Don't use what I just said as propaganda on Facebook. Right. It does really seem like there's more of an involvement on on their behalf to really monitor. Like mm-hmm. and you're saying, this is kind of widespread amongst people in your line of work, right? Oh yeah, big time. Big time. We're being attacked so bad. And it's like, so I sent you this article the other day that someone sent me. Yeah. It was about, um, so they're cracking down on sex trafficking. Apparently Trump signed something a few years ago that's now just trickling down the line that was signed for tr- sex trafficking. The problem is sex trafficking gets looped into the everyday sex worker yeah. very easily. And I understand people can't tell if some of these girls on these sites are there willingly yeah. or not. You know what I mean? So I understand why that happens, but, but throwing a blanket over all of us and deciding that we are sex traffickers is a problem <laughs> or being trafficked. Like there needs to be a way where I can say, Hey internet, I'm not being trafficked. <laughs> yeah, I work for myself. Right. I have some friends, uh, female friends who, who work for themselves. And then I've known others who, who don't. But, you know, that is interesting because if, if you were to hear a story about, you know, women being trafficked, girls especially, younger women being trafficked, it, it sounds horrific and they're taken from this country and they're, maybe they're fed drugs and malnourished yeah. and all these things. It sounds horrific because it is. And, and people don't want that. And why wouldn't you want to stop it? You hear about these high-end uh extra extreme high level sex rings that involve powerful people. Oh, it sounds cute. disgusting, right? So you, you think, oh God, anybody in that, God, I wouldn't want anybody in that realm to be damaged by this. Let's, let's take it all down. And it, that's, that's a real thing. I, there's merit there. I get it. But then you've got a lot of people in your work, which are choosing to do work that is not even sex work, but getting maybe labeled or people that even do choose to do it on their own and they yeah. do it you know, safely, they're getting lumped in there and everyone thinks everybody doing anything sexual, even anything sexual is right. being forced by a, a foreign crime syndicate, you know, stolen from their home. And, and it's, uh, right. And, especially just like, and they're looping it in with like only fans. Like yeah. why would you think that all of these women on only fans, let me, Thank God for OnlyFans this year because a lot of us, and I shouldn't just say women because there's men too. A lot of people have survived COVID because of OnlyFans this year. I can imagine. Like I had an account and I was just throwing like nude photos on there. Once COVID hit and I realized I didn't have my other jobs and like aesthetics and Reiki and all these other things that I did. I was like, oh, fuck. I went on OnlyFans and I was like, well, I can make way more money and pay my bills if I just do a little bit more on here for myself it gave me independence it gave me a little bit of luxury i was like i'm not starving in covid that's amazing i got to move and pay my rent and my bills like that's that is not sex trafficking okay you just gave a woman her freedom and independence through this website 
Yeah, no, and nobody else was giving it to you. The government gave no. you a little twelve hundred dollar check, and then and that was it. I I, I know uh, that's the other thing. We pay taxes on OnlyFans. Yeah. It is on the books. It is official. I have friends who uh, who are dancers, girls who are dancers, and clubs are shut down. And some of them might have done whatever they do on the side. Some did. But either way, their main gig is shut down. So they did like what you were saying. They went on OnlyFans, and that was a way for them to make money. And even if they did do a thing on the side, some of them were a little scared at first to do that, considering all these things. So yeah. OnlyFans gave them a lot of uh, a lot of survival, man. You know, it, oh, yeah. it breathed life into them. And People that I never thought would open an account of my friends, like, have opened accounts. And they're like, no, like, I've got kids to feed. I'm doing it. I'm like, yeah, hell, I'll show you how. Like... <laughs> And you have, you have you have people that are are I mean, I'm sure there's like people that just kind of come across you and find you, but I'm sure you have fans. People have fans, and 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 people admire you know whether it's a, a musician, yeah. a dancer, a, a a porn star, a model, whatever. People really like certain people. So if they really like you, they're gonna come and you know what? I gotta I want to see X Y and Z photos or video, whatever. Porn, porn is free. You yeah. can go on Pornhub and watch porn for free. You're paying to see me on OnlyFans because you like me. And I'm communicating yeah. with you on OnlyFans because we have now a relationship. Yeah, you have a rapport. That should not be blanket into yeah. whatever this is, this trap is for sex work, for sex work or sex trafficking or whatever. It shouldn't all be in the same bin. It, it bothers me. And I don't have the answers to shit. I'm certainly not a politician. I'm not a fucking... <laughs> a doctor, uh, I'm not a city planner, but it bothers me when they say, okay, you can't go to work and we're not gonna let you work, whether it's your own business, you'll work for this particular place, but we're also not gonna give you any money and you still gotta pay your bills or you're on the fucking street. So like yeah. in some countries, Europe, South America, Central America, maybe some other continents, some countries, they are not only like giving you a, a stipend every month, they also like, they didn't freeze bills, pause them like you still got to pay in six months. They said, oh, these months, never going to have to pay in your life. And even some of those people in those countries are still like not very happy and whatever, I get it. But here, like, they, they didn't do shit other than a $1,200 check. And like my main income, I have a few things I do. My main thing don't exist. My girl's a hairstylist that doesn't exist. It existed for like a hot second. Now don't exist again, at least in California. So like right. you can't, and if I own, what if I own one of these places? You can't work. You got to pay all these bills. And now we're going to even come after, you found another way to survive. Uh, we're going to come after that now too. And that's yeah, you. This is all falling down at the same time. It's like, why does, why do they not realize how unfair that is? Like, you're not giving us any options here. We're in survival mode and you're not giving us any options. It's almost like a, one, one perspective you could say is like, okay, they made it kind of hard. They want to fuck with you. And then you, people like you found another avenue to survive. You got creative. You got, uh, I don't know, just fucking very MacGyver with it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's admirable. That's incredible. That's the human spirit. And then they're going to go, you know what? No, no. I didn't, we didn't think you were so adaptive. Fuck you. We're going to come and fuck this shit again, dude. It's kind of, let's fuck exactly. that bothers me, man. That bothers me. Exactly. And then the only outlet that I have to even advertise what I'm doing is social media. That's you like, take that oh, you have skin. So we're going to, you're, you have skin and you're female. So we're going to take your photo down. <laughs> I know it's, it's fucked up. man. It's like, uh, Social media, you know, when that fucking, I didn't even watch it, the documentary that came out, The Social Dilemma. I didn't Ooh, I did watch it. I didn't watch it because I already knew, like, 
I know what they're going to tell me, right? And, and a lot of people, especially friends of mine, you know, everyone's like, social media is super bad. I know it's super bad. I fucking hate it. The reason I have it is to sell books, sell podcasts, and my radio show. Like, you, you're selling a modeling career and photo. If I was just like a regular Joe Schmo who, like, had my own whatever. I would not have it. Exactly, right? So I would not people, fucking have, maybe in my 20s, I would have, because it was just, it's like the thing for them. And I get, and they're all like, so, so many people in their younger 20s are so socially fucked that yeah. that's like their thing now. I get it, right? Yeah. But I would not have social media in this way. If you didn't I, need I would have like a family Facebook, you know what I mean? I to keep in touch, that's that. it. But, but I, I had a lot of people I knew personally who, who do actually benefit from it, some who don't saying, God, like, I'm trying to cut it down, this and that. I'm like, and I feel them. Actually, I tend to delete all my social media every two days, <laughs> download, which is a pain in the ass, but that way I post, promote, get off. But I need it because that's how I'm selling books because my publisher don't do shit. That's how <laughs> I promote my podcast and my radio show. Yes. So I'm, I'm literally using it to eat like you kind of are. And if so, you're creative, you need it. And I get it. It's fucked up. It, not even just social media. The overuse of the phone is fucked up. That that documentary is on point. I'm not negating it, but I'm trying to find my own healthy way to use it because it actually helps me eat. Now, if I just had a fucking construction company, I like to post pictures of my ugly dog and ugly kid and my ugly <laughs> wife, and my ugly self, or my beautiful versions of that. Right. Like, like, yeah, fuck it. Maybe I wouldn't care, but you need it. It helps. Yeah. Helps me. Helps create it. Really. If, if you are a creative, especially right now, you need social media. In fact, you need all of the social media. And this is where I'm having a problem because I don't want to really get on the TikTok movement. Oh, no, but everyone's that. like, oh, fuck it, fuck it, fuck that. Everyone's yeah. like, you got to get on the TikTok movement. And I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. And they're like, because it has this and this and this. And I get this many views. And, and it's like, oh, I get the science. I'm just at that age. Yeah, I'm old for TikTok, and I don't even think most of the people who like uh, end up supporting what I do even fuck with it. Yeah, and everyone I know who does it is very young, or it's people my age who want to appear young. A lot of musicians, right? Because in, especially in hip hop, music and age have this issue, right? Or even yeah. even like uh, R and B singers that are female, not male, but my I know a lot of R and B singers female. Age is more of their worry than a male. So TikTok is the youthful thing, you know? Right. What I've noticed is that people in our age group are not like on it. They're just, they're viewing it. So they are watching. They're not participating. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, dude, I can't, I can't do that. It's too much. It's, I, oh, I know. I know. I know. And you're young, you're younger than me, but I, I, I will. I don't know. I just can't add another one right now. Unless someone says this is the ultimate one. Yeah. This is going to encompass all of them. You don't have I to. I tried WhatsApp. I'm not WhatsApp. I'm sorry. Um, Snapchat. And I was like, I can't. Well, I used it back then until I realized Instagram did the same thing. And then everybody on Snapchat was really just like some of like my like, like ho ass friends, male or female or whatever. That's or the shadiest app ever. It wasn't good for promoting. I didn't get any listeners and, and purchasers and shit. It was just it's a shady yeah. thought app. Like it just <laughs> right away. And I was I was single at the time when it got popular and when I downloaded it. And a lot of the women I was hanging out with or whatever were into it. And uh, you know, in that single mode, you're like you don't care. But then you start looking at things and you're like, oh man. I'm not going to settle down with these like Snapchat girls. No, I, I can't do that. I'm too old. I'm not even, I'm older than I even am really in my mind. So like. Same. Old souls. Old souls. Yeah. 
I can't, I can't get with that. I can't, I don't know. I mean, trusting people, you know, that's rough to begin with these days with all the over communication, but now, you know, dating someone who's going to be on Snapchat all the time. I'm like, what are you doing on Snapchat that you need your messages to disappear every yeah. few minutes? Yeah. Like, fuck that, bro. <laughs> oh, like disappearing thing. I was like, Ooh, that's like <laughs> catering to the shadiest people. That's like catering to like criminals of, of, of social media and in real life in, in criminality. It's shit, a burner know. app. <laughs> it's like, why do you have a burner phone and nothing in your name and a lot of like black gloves and black shoes? Like, <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, I know you uh, personally, and and uh, and I, I, you know, I know people who also kind of do your your kind of work, and and um, I've uh, in my personal life too, I've also like dated people in different lines of work that some, at least men, or maybe even women dating women, have confidence issues dealing with people seriously after a while, like, right, they're cool with it, right? Like Snapchat, you might be cool with somebody for a while, then you want to settle down, you get nervous, this person's on there a lot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. This cycle sums up my entire dating life. Well, that's what I was going to ask, because, like, it's, <laughs> for you, it's not even, like, you're not, like, some uh, girl who just likes to post funny things. It literally is your job. It's your profession. It's been your profession long before anyone you're going to meet, and even probably after some people. So, it's been my profession before social media, before... Yeah. Internet. I mean, I came from baby child model to like teen model to adult model. Like, always been like camera. But yeah. When it comes to like like dating, and uh, I feel like there is the, definitely there is a double standard. Like maybe actually maybe not. I'm sure some women have issues with dudes that are in the light of of the of. The, but I'm not talking about just being on social media or being kind of well known for whatever. But in particular, your thing being a model but then also being a, a nude mom and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, and being an OnlyFans girl. Yeah, well, there you go. Because oh, you know, impossible. How, how hard is that uh, to, to navigate? Those waters, are those waters rough? It's difficult to meet the caliber of man that I'm attracted to. So it's that person is not a fan. They're not a fanboy. You know what I mean? Well, that's a no-no. Yeah, yeah. Right. They have to be super confident and be able to tolerate this and also still want the same things that I want. Like we said, we have like put women in this, especially women in this category where if they do sexy things, they couldn't possibly want to also be a wife and a mother. How dare they? Yeah. Right. But here I am now 35 still selling sexy things. And I want a family. So it's difficult to meet that guy that's like, I'm cool with this for now. This is fucking temporary. I'm not doing this when I'm 45. I'm not doing this when I'm 40, hopefully. Like, I don't, this is fun right now and it's a means right now, but it's temporary. All this stuff is temporary. My looks are temporary, <laughs> you know? But a lot of shading and doing serious things with someone who will take me seriously, that's hard to find. It's real fucking hard to find. I mean, yo, I, you, you just said like a lot of powerful things and uh, shit, I want to like touch on more. My, my stoner goldfish brain is fucking me. But so you, <laughs> first off, you, you said your age, which is like a, a societal like taboo. A lot of women won't say that. Oh no, I tell everyone I'm 35. Yeah, I'm like, yes, I'm 35, look at me. 35? <laughs> I always tell people I'm 44 or 47. I'm definitely not. I'm not even in my 40s. I just like to fuck with you. 
But uh, but that that was a powerful thing for you to even do that right there. And right. then, you know, the uh, the 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 confidence level thing is, is a tough one for everybody. I've been I remember being younger, like in, in maybe I really really liked somebody. Maybe maybe I like you love somebody like your confidence is a little low because you're you're so vulnerable when you love. Like is. You're there, but when you're vulnerable, when you love, it's like everything's on a chopping block. You're talking about being together forever. And so when you're more vulnerable, I think jealousy could, if it comes about, it will come about in a more fierce fashion or, or those things. And that confidence level is a tough one, right? And yeah. women and men both are very attracted to confidence and, oh, uh, yeah. and, and not being, you know, like worried about what this woman or this man or this person does uh, is a very attractive thing for the other person and then you mentioned the thing about like i have a chapter in my book about this i called it the mother and the whore about uh, men especially have i used to have this problem about compartmentalizing like can i have a woman that i'm super attracted to that's very sexy and all these lustful and, and powerful desires are about and could she be a, a, a family a wife a, a mother yeah. Because uh, you're biologically wired to like be territorial and have this like thing that you keep to yourself. Uh, and my career choices are threatening to men uh, because they think I have more access to be able to cheat or stray. Yeah. Well, in fact, everyone has the same access. Well, I don't know. What if, I mean, like, this is going to sound like the most fucked up and offensive shit. And I don't mean to be like this. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, Beautiful people in this society have it a little easier with certain things. Now, not always, because we see we see some very confident people get by, and not just men. I know some confident women who might not fit the beauty archetype, but they uh -huh. have a lot of confidence. And, and the man also, maybe he's confident, has a lot of money that helps too, you know, or he's got a, a right, he's right. powerful or whatever. But and you know, and the per like you, you're pretty, you're a pretty good looking woman. I, I'm a decent looking man. <laughs> Uh, if we had like you had like one eyeball, I had five ears. We both weighed <laughs> pounds. Our access to like be scandalous yeah. lowers a little bit, right? Yeah. But now let's say that I was a teacher or a nurse, yeah. right? I have more access. I'm working with more people. I have. I'm not on Instagram. Oh. I have more secrecy. Ah, good point. Okay, let me tell you something. If I fuck more than one guy and I post the wrong kind of photo in with someone somewhere on Instagram, guarantee you one of them will shout me out in the comments. Oh, I don't have privacy. <laughs> I'm sure you get a lot of wild comments on your shit. Like, if I was dating someone and I disrespected them on social media, I guarantee they would call me out on it. <laughs> I would always take any of my personal shit, even if it's not like a significant other, I say it's like a guy I'm doing business with or whatever. I'm gonna hit you on the on the personal tip, the phone call, the text, it, preferably oh, yeah. person. But uh, I'm sure you get some of that shit dragged on your social media too. Oh yeah, I mean, I I generally date people who are more mature than that. But it's like uh, you know, you just never. And there are people, there are comments where. People act like I know them. I'm like, I don't know this fucking person. It's maybe because <laughs> they have a rapport with you only on social media, only on videos. Right. They'll be like, Leanne, your ass is looking great. And I'm like, 
They hit you with the Leanne because they think okay. they want to personalize it. They want, yeah. Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh, other people who know me are going to think that I know this person. I don't fucking know them, you know? So if I was dating someone insecure, he might be like, who's that person? I have no idea who that person is. I don't know. But this can happen to another person who is a school teacher or a nurse who someone says the wrong thing to in front of their significant other. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, the sure. doesn't, people think that if I'm, naked on the internet, then I must sleep with more people. That's not how life actually naked works. when you go to the grocery store, the gas station, the doctor's office. Right. You can get hit on anywhere. You can get picked up anywhere. I actually work with less people. You know what I mean? When I go to work every day, that could literally just be, be me setting up my ring light in my bedroom by myself. You know what I mean? a photographer or a lighting person or it's, it's a less right. Photographer is lighting, whatever. They're professional. Do you know how many times a photographer, like I'm standing in front where I'm supposed to be, I'm on my mark and I'm like, hello, pay attention to me. Do I look good? And they're tweaking the light because they could not care fucking less that I'm standing there butt naked. Because there's, <laughs> there's money involved for everybody. Everybody stands to benefit if the job is done well. I used to work uh, like run security in a strip club and, and a lot of, especially dudes would be like, oh, that sounds like the coolest job. And like, you know, it, the, the allure wore off real fast. It's not the first time I've been around, like, a lot of women and stuff like that. And it, eventually, you're just there to work. You kind of may resent the job because you've got to deal with drunk motherfuckers and all that shit. So you, you're walking through the club and there's, like, naked girls, and you don't even fucking know, dude. Like, I'm there. Like, I'm looking at my fucking watch. I want to go home. I want to write. I want to get out of this lower whatever paying job. Like, you're not looking forward to the job, you know? At least from that. Right. I mean, I get what you're saying is what I'm saying. But that's what people will see it as like you having more access, you know, like I would get shitted on for being a nude model, but I was, I had way more access when I was bartending. When I was bartending, yeah, I was getting hit. Stop. I would say bartending, I would be, if, if I was to play the insecure man role, dating some girl, I'd be more insecure about a bartending because my mother was a bartender. So I used to see the shit she's done. I've been in a million bars in my life. I've been there with my friends like, dude, I'm going to pull the bartender. I'm like, God, just order the fucking drink, bro. I just want the drink. She don't I know, I know. Because like, you're dealing with a million people and, and, and there's every guy with a little booze in him thinks she's going to like me. You like the same thing with strippers, but with the bartender, even different. Cause you know, know. at least with the bartending, I was able to tell whoever I was seeing, like, come watch me work one night. Like, yeah, don't yeah. talk to me, come watch me work. And they were like, okay, I get it. Cause I was a sassy bitchy bartender and I had the kind of following that enjoyed that. I wasn't fucking nice to these people. I wasn't like, yeah, you can totally take me out later. I was like, fuck you. I'm not giving you my number. <laughs> and they love that. <laughs> It came back for that. I think, uh, I think like customers, like repeat customers, like a rapport with a bartender, they go back there. They like, maybe they're attracted to them. I've seen that. Um, but I think it's something like you just want to have someone you can talk to and feel like cool with, get the drinks from, but not, not always thinking they're going to like get her number, take her home. You know, right. When I worked at that strip club, there was customers that would come in for our bartenders. Mm -hmm. They would ask who's bartending tonight, not who's dancing. They didn't care. They wouldn't even look oh, at yeah. the food because they really wanted, they were drinkers. They want to sit there and talk to the person like, and it didn't okay. even have to be the most uh, attractive. Like they just, who's the report? You know what I'm saying? Like my mother bartended up into her sixties, you know, obviously not like, you know, like maybe the young people bars and shit, but you know, just mm -hmm. she was a good bartender, regular was used to like, ah, fuck off. Like, you know, I'm used to your bullshit. Right. Uh, you got to have thick skin. I've never been a bartender. I don't think I could do it. You do have to have thick skin. I do not have that. I and mean, I have thick skin, but 
I also have a, a bad temper. You have well, you have to be able to tell people to go fuck themselves. The worst part is cutting people off from drinking. Oh, dude. Well, at the strip club, I would tend to see a drunk motherfucker who was being sloppy or maybe a dancer reported them. And the bartender or the waitress might not be aware or obviously their incentive is more tips. I'd be like, yo, homeboy is like done. He's a rat. Got to cut him off. You see it coming too. Like you see it. You're like, they're about to spoon out. I know it. (laughs) I'm pretty good, I think, at like gauging people's drunkenness. And I drink myself. I'll, I'll say that so no one thinks I'm being hypocritical, but... I grew up with uh, my mother when I was younger was like dealing with alcoholism in, in the times when I was like, you know, teenage years. So I was very hyper aware of it because it was, it became an issue for mine. Right. And obviously it affected my relationship with, with girls or women who drank a lot or would get too drunk or whatever, but I could see it coming on. And then I had friends like homies that would get a little too faded. I could see it coming on early. Like, okay, we, we got to get you water. You got to be watering up right now. You're done for the night. Maybe you need to eat. Maybe you need to lay down. Uh, yeah. you know, I can see it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like a, and you never know which way they're going to fucking you know, go. It can be like a bull in a china shop sometimes. <laughs> Everyone has like different, uh, I think booze does different things to different people. Sometimes yeah. they're like a gremlin. You give them like two <laughs> drinks too many. And, and they just turn literally into a whole other creature and a person. Some people are actually like, I'm nicer, I think, when I'm drinking. I'm less on edge. I'm very less confrontational. I'm more friendly. Some people get sloppy and sloppy. I dated a female gremlin where she had, this was like four years ago. This was the last relationship I had. That was like four years ago. She would have like one or two drinks and it was like, who are you right now? And this, the night could easily end in police. It was like, I can't do this, bro. I mean, you know, if you get somebody who drinks for like 10 hours and they're throwing shots back and they're going hard, anybody with that much booze could be, you know, an issue. But there's those people, those those two drink people. People that just like something flips in their brain. Yeah, that shit is scary. And like, I, I... I haven't dated somebody like that in a while, but I have male friends like that and some family like that. And it's like, oh God, we got to stay in the house if you're drinking, you know? I I was a happy, fun drunk. Yeah. And then I got, I became allergic to alcohol. So what does that mean? All alcohol? Because everything, alcohol is derived from many different things. So here's what I learned through this allergy is that if you're allergic to one thing, you will eventually become allergic to everything in its family. So like, if I'm allergic to apples, I'll become allergic to all fruit or no, because only the apple family. I guess, I guess the apple family. Right, so we're all booze, wine, vodka, tequila, rum, beer, fucking. Started, it started years ago with tequila where I was at a bachelorette party. We were dressed as dirty Disney princesses at um, the gentlemen's club Sapphire, which was like, what a bomb night. Yeah, that's so a, I was a uh, drunk, dirty Snow White. <laughs> and I was drinking my bottle of J-Mo. We bought bottles. I was like, me. I recall that you enjoy the Jameson. Oh, my God. That's like, I call him my ex-husband now. I still love him. <laughs> I still love it. Like, if I can smell him on someone's breath, that would probably make my day. A whiskey smell makes me sick to my stomach. It's like, a, Oh, no, I love it. If I could just smell it, I'd be like, oh, I oh. love you. But so my Jameson in, you know, the dimly lit, gentleman's club got confused with like Quervo, Quervo, that gold color, you know? So I started drinking that. I woke up, I like blacked out in the limo, woke up at the hotel, 
I was the color gray. The color gray. And everyone was too fucked up. It was lucky that I just didn't die. But like, I, I went home the next day and my mother's like, you're gray. You have to go to the hospital. And I'm like, no, I refuse to go to the hospital. Refuse. I just puked my brains out. I'm telling my doctor about it. He's like, it sounds like you had alcohol poisoning. So I didn't make anything of it. Yeah. I tried tequila by itself and instant headache, like my skin flushed. It was just a bad reaction. I was like, okay, I can't drink tequila. I don't even like it that much. Fine. Go back to my JMO. I end up being consistent JMO for years. I take shots at work all night, every night. I mean, I could drink. Like I drank a lot <laughs> when I was, especially when I was bartending. My work husband, who was like a guy that was three times my real size. Thing. Work husband, work wife. That's a real thing. Work husband. He was three times a man, three times my size, and we did shot for shot all night, and that was normal for me. You're like the girl in the Indiana Jones movie. I'd be drinking those juice down in that weird bar in like Tibet or whatever. Well, you know what? My family said that to me when I was younger. They're like, we're going to teach you how to drink so that a man can't take advantage of you. And it worked because I could out drink most men that I dated. <laughs> and I was proud of it too. It's like, I could drink more than you. No problem. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was a shit. And I was a happy, fun drunk. Yeah. But I was at work and I could count. My register would be perfect to the dollar every night. And I wouldn't remember counting it the next day. Like, I'm like, I Ubered home. I left my car at work all the time, just wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but everything was clean and everything was accounted for, you know? And so I was just taking shots one night and I'm like, yo, I can't get rid of this headache. This is like a bad migraine. I felt miserable. This happened a few, probably dozen times. And my doctor's like, you're allergic. Like, you have to stop doing this. Your body's going to keep reacting to it. And it did. I felt physically ill until I finally said, I'll take a break. I'm just going to take like two or three weeks off from drinking, which was tough because of the environment I was in. But I did it. Stop at a bar when you're bartending. Well, all of a sudden I felt healthy and I was like, oh my God, I can't remember ever feeling like this. Mm. Like my platform for health was here where everyone else's was here. Yeah. So I thought this was normal. Yeah, yeah. So when I stopped drinking, and then a month went by, another month went by, I realized my brain started making more like serotonin. Oh, yeah. I had like spurts of joy. And I was like, what? I asked my therapist, I was like, what is going on in my brain? He's like, your body stopped relying on you to provide happiness. So it's doing it by itself, which is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's true. That so was freaky. The grail. That's just hard to find sometimes. Oh my. And then once I realized this, I was like, I got to quit drinking. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good reason. And, and that sounds like, you know, the way people have to go about to find what fucks with them is tricky. You have to bring it in and out of your diet. I mean, I did that way different. I did that with dairy products, like way young, when I was young. Mm -hmm. I kept getting sick. My doctor was like, lay off all dairy for a month, then eat some dairy and see what's up. And I yeah. was like, oh, this is never for me. I, I'm, you know, I can't do it. And Your body will tell you, man. That's why I, I don't have any allergies. I mean, the lactose intolerance, but it's not an allergy. I don't get like, I guess I get sick. I mean, you fucks my stomach up, but I don't have any allergies except for like dust and, and pollen. Right, right, right. Food or a drink. I got friends and people allergic to, you know, everything from apparently you, uh, alcohol, fucking apples, fruit. Bees, <laughs> like different shit, you know, celiac disease, uh, gluten, yeah. whatever, you know. But, uh, it's a game changer when you figure that out and you realize what healthy is supposed to be like. And you're like, I prefer this. <laughs> well, I, can, I can totally do I mean, that's like a lot of people I know who go 
get <clears throat> sober who have had like an issue, it's like a big, big change for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know what? Addictions, like alcoholism, stuff like that is in my family. So I consider it like divine intervention. I'm like the way I was drinking and the way I was capable of drinking, there's no way that was going to go anywhere good. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I mean, I, I, I start with the, uh, the dangers of it myself. It, both sides of my family has different addiction issues. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes I get worried because I'll go on like long stretches of, of wildness. And then I go on these like long stretches of nothing. Maybe smoking weed only, but like I'll go in like long stretches. Smoke like, weed, smoke weed. And it, it's weird that like you know I'm able to do that sometimes because I get scared that I have an addictive personality. But then if I stop something for a month or six weeks or three weeks or eight weeks, yeah. Like if I have friends who in families who are addicted, they can't just do that. Right. You know, so right. I can't. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. I'm, I'm on the path I'm on. Or maybe you know who knows. Right. Who with people like us that have families like we do, the capability is always there. Yeah. That's what my fear is. Can always be a tipping point. Yeah, that's my fear is that is like, what if I get into a bad habit cycle? What if certain things go uh, afoul in my you life? Took, you took the other route. So like we could take one of two routes. We yeah, go yeah. and follow the path or yeah. we become control freaks. Well, I, I always had this like this theory that people who have a, a parent or both parents with an addiction or substance abuse issue, some of them like never even try anything, right? Like I was puzzled by the kid who's never tried alcohol, weed, whatever. There's usually a story. Yeah, but they're scared as fuck because they saw mom or dad or whoever, yeah. or it's so normalized in your household. Like this is fine. That in my case was the normalized one. I was like, this is, everyone's doing this in my house. So why wouldn't yeah. it be? All right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you get older, realize it's maybe not all good. It, you're so far in, it's tricky to, to pull back. You know I know. You test yourself. Like, can I? <laughs> I love testing it. I just, I like danger a little. That's my problem. So I like to, like, walk by the edge of everything. And not just with substances. I like to push myself everywhere, dude. Like, oh, yeah. And, and that's my problem. I'm just that kind of dude. Danger. I like adventure in every mm-hmm. form. And so that, even when it comes to, like, altering my mind. Because sometimes there's not, I can't climb this mountain or surf this crazy place or go to this dangerous place and maybe get in a situation where my life's on the line. So instead I'll drink or do some drugs or some shit. That, that's right. a big challenge, which is not. But you know, what's interesting is that I thought that I was going to be missing out on that aspect when I stopped drinking. Yeah. And it's a little scary because you figure out like, or at least I figured out that I'm still capable of making ridiculous choices and mistakes as a sober person. I was like, oh, this is just who I am. Like, I still make poor decisions. And I'm like, I thought that that was going to go away with alcohol. No, this is who I am. I still make stupid choices. I, I, I stone out on shit. And then I'm like, maybe it's, it's the weed. Like, these silly, stupid stone. Maybe moments. it's just who you are. <laughs> yeah, and like... The only thing I really don't like about weed is it gives me it gives me the appetite of a village. Like I, I can, and I'm really trying to curb my snacking. I'm getting older. I exercise almost every day. I try to stay healthy. And if I smoke weed, I'll eat anything. You give me some kale, I'll eat the kale. But you give me a bag of fucking Cheetos, I'll eat that too. So I'm really trying to like master my high and like smoke weed still because it helps okay. me do other things. But now I got a tip for you. This is what I got. Okay. So in like the height of New York COVID, which was early on, March and April, right? Now I'm home, I have nothing to do, and I don't drink. Yeah. So I'm like, the fuck? I was like, well, at least I smoke weed, right? So I just started smoking a lot of fucking weed. So I was just high as fuck for like three months, okay? 
I was just fucking stoned and doing OnlyFans. Life was great. And I was like, I need to slow the fuck down because I was the most fit I had ever been before COVID hit. I mean, I had muscle that I never had. I was like, good. And then this all just went to hell. I had no more hot yoga. I had no more discipline. I didn't know what time of day it was anymore. I was eating everything, you know, eating greasy Spanish food. Like, fuck it. Why not? No one on OnlyFans gives a fuck. They just want my ass to get bigger, right? Who cares what I'm eating? I started mixing. This is recent. I started mixing my weed with, um, and you can buy this pre-made online, but like lavender, uh, rose, Muscleine is a lung protectant, all this other stuff. Uh, so much better. Yeah. Less weed, more other good stuff. Yeah. Calm you, chill you, not get you so fucked up, less cravings, yeah. less easy. Mix mix your shit. It's a good tip. Lux has got the Lux has got the good ganja tips for you. All that incense that you burn, you could smoke that shit. Oh. <laughs> you know, I've been asking, I have a lot of people in the cannabis industry in the game, and I've been asking them. What's the strain that won't give me munchies? Please fucking find it, make it. I'll pay you to fucking come up with it in a laboratory because that's a problem for me. That's literally the only problem for me. And uh, I've actually been pretty good lately. I got in a little habit the last three weeks or so where I haven't been snacking. I've been like a, a Nazi with sugar. No no sugar in the house. Well, except oh, that's sugar. we have sugar. My girl puts it in the coffee. But I, I drink my coffee black. I, I don't want any sweets except for fruit and super dark chocolate, 70% mm. cacao or more. And I'm really trying to just like avoid that bullshit at night, you know? And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, shame, shame myself as well. <laughs> it's not healthy, but it works. It's, it, I'm like, you know what? The world is like burning and I'm not going to deprive myself of some unhealthy shit. I mean, I definitely like, I mean, here and there, I, I, I'm going to, Sidestep. I mean, I'm drinking right now, or like I, I might eat a pie. You just need a little something, you know. Yeah. And I treat myself. For me, treating myself isn't always like eating something. I'm saying no to, but it's doing something maybe I shouldn't, or like sleeping in a little, or, or just whatever, taking a day off, uh, uh, working out, or, or whatever. But I do treat myself like a motherfucker. We're on that self care. Yeah, I'll try and try it. I have a tendency to like punish myself and help others. It's some stupid bullshit. Catholic martyr residue crap, but mm -hmm. I've been putting a lot of focus and effort into taking care of myself first so I can make sure I can take care of people I care about. Yeah, but hey, that's good. You know, I did the, uh, I didn't have to, but I did like an online 12 step thing. My therapist was like, hey, Look at it's you. really cool to do since you're not drinking. It's going to be much easier for you because you're choosing to not drink. It's not like court ordered, you know? Yeah. He's like, you can work the steps online because there's so much to gain from it. Even if you are not an alcoholic, even if you're just like a regular whatever, there's so much to gain from that. So I did it and you get to the part of making amends. And I was like, this is fascinating because it made me realize how many empty apologies I gave in my life. Yeah. Making amends is a game changer. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be like a Catholic guilt thing or like a Jewish guilt thing in my case. It's just kind of like you should do shit for people. Not all the time, but yeah. you should do some shit for people. Like it's it good. good. It feels good. Really good to people. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> for me, like I, what you're talking about, I, I, I put it in the realm of forgiveness. Uh, not just like, you know, me forgiving others, but asking for forgiveness feels good too. Whether they give it to you or not, that's up to them and on their schedule. Oh, yeah. But the simple act of you asking for it takes some burden off your back. And then forgiving others takes even more so off. And I really got, I learned that shit about five and a half years ago. I didn't know how to do that. And it changed my whole life. I didn't either. Yeah. 
it feels it good. makes you realize that you're like selfish. <laughs> and I, you know, we all kind of have our selfish moments. And then I think some of us, I think for me and other people I know who who work in entertainment, whether it was music or or or, or modeling or dancing or acting or whatever, sometimes right. you get so caught up in you because you're working on your career. You don't work for like a company. You're not working to like part of a team per se. So it's very easy, at least for me, to like get caught up in that that realm of selfishness. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, it's, and it's, we have to, if you work for yourself, you don't have a day off. Yeah, if I tell myself I'm going to relax today. That still means that I'm going to be doing shit on my phone, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing it from a relaxed position on my couch. I don't actually have the day off. You don't punch in and punch out when you work for yourself. Cause even when you're done, yeah. it's swirling around in the fucking brain. dude. I wake up early as fuck sometimes. just like, I got this idea or I got to do this or shit. This went wrong. But if I was I kind of, I'm, always been kind of jealous and envious of people who have a decent job who go in at like nine to five or whatever and they oh. come and it's gone they leave it there and they're relaxed and now i'm like oh you have such wonderful boundaries like what is that like <laughs> what is that oh, life like I love that. but then again i'm with the grass is greener i bet four months into that i'd be like oh fuck this you know, I don't um, know. oh my god like day two i'd be like this sucks day i don't know more realistic. yeah some people are just not cut I don't want to take orders from someone. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the stone on your necklace right there? Oh, this this is Larimar. This is a stone from uh, that occurs in DR. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Break it down. Lux is uh, is is half Dominican. Yes. 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 Yeah, this is a Domin half a Dominican household that I'm in as well. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, well, I have uh, my. The necklace on me, like the charm doesn't hang in the middle as well as it does for you. I'm, I do do a lot of push-ups. Sometimes at the right angle, my shit, my cleavage just looks all right if I do a lot of push-ups from the right angle. You know my cleavage, cleavage is popping today because I just came from a pole fitness training that I'm doing. Good workout. I'm being trained by like a world champion fucking, this amazing, gorgeous chick, Yumiko Harris. She trains at the Foxy Fitness whole dance studio in, in New York City. So I just came from the city. She kicks my ass. <laughs> I'm learning some fun shit, but I am sore. But my muscles are popping right now. There you go, dude. There you go. That's important. It's, you gotta get creative at 35. <laughs> you know, I do all kinds of different things for exercise to keep me active. And even if I'm not doing like a heavy one, I'll take like an hour walk, which is like weird to people in LA, but I'll do an hour walk. Even if I worked out and did weights or surf that day, I I always try to stay active and I don't mind walking, but like doing something and you get, that's very creative. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm about to join a pole dancing class myself. <laughs> you got to be creative. It's so easy. I'm jealous of guys because you guys naturally have the upper body strength. It's easy for you. Like you could yeah. do it and it would be so easy for you. You'd be bored. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard. Your, your pull-up game is going to be crazy. A lot of girls and women, yeah. I know can do a lot of pull-ups and chimps. That's my main workout. But I bet yours is probably pretty good. That's like a lot of core. It is. I'm, I'm like the heaviest part of me is my butt. And I am now pulling my butt up a pole. <laughs> That's pretty, the, the lightest part of me is probably my butt. So, <laughs> it's easy. You know? But I get it. I get it, man. So you got to be creative in, in shit like that. And uh, I think uh, I think it's like it's, it's good, too, to like find healthy ways to want to be active and exciting because people are like i don't want to run i hate running running hurts my knees my knees are jacked up and some people think the only way you're going to get cardio is running or you gotta 
go lift a thousand pounds. But there's other ways to kind of get creative and active and have fun and not hate the fucking thing you're doing. You know? to find something. And like these at-home workouts were not doing it for me. I was setting up my laptop, getting on my yoga mat, and I was just like laying there, <laughs> just like not doing it. <laughs> oh, you know what I've noticed? And I kind of probably late to the game because believe it or not, believe it or not, Lux, on, on the interwebs, on Instagram, I don't follow a lot of like, the only shit I follow is like skateboarding, surfing, and like joke ass memes, right? I don't follow anything else, but I don't follow a lot of like, you know, sexy women doing sexy women things. But all of a sudden in the last couple of months on like the suggested feeds, a lot of workout or fitness vids have popped up. Not like straight model girls and like very slender, uh, skinny bikini lines and what have you, but right. workout shit. But it has a sexual appeal to it and not even a, a, a sleek version, a very overt sexual appeal to the workout shit. Was you ever like kind of a, maybe broadcast your workouts and your trainings for, for your career? Well, you know what? On OnlyFans, sometimes I'll just randomly throw up like a, a naked yoga stretching thing that I do. And that it's so funny because sometimes that will get more love than when I'm doing more shit. Like they love the naked stretching workout it because i think it's almost like a it gives them like a voyeur a voyeuristic feel to it yeah it makes a lot of sense the besides me wanting to just get more fit and creative with i have a dance background so adding the pole to it is cool but also i was like with instagram and social media changing how am i gonna be able to put stuff up that won't get taken down you're gonna have to be more creative pole dancers are wearing sexy stuff, doing sexy creative choreography. Their posts are not taken down. Ah, uh, smart. Very so, smart. Like, pole is now going to be like in the Olympics or whatever. They just got like considered for being an Olympic sport. Shit. They it's just funny. passed some whatever. They, Dude, they have that fucking sport where they literally throw a rock, the shot put. That's literally. Oh my God, what about the, the sport? Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If your sport is throwing a rock, then yes, pole dancing should be a sport. 100%. The other sports encompass throwing a rock plus running plus throwing it into a basket and catching. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, so that's going to be, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start posting a bunch of fucking sexy dance videos and not get taken down by the man on Instagram. You know, the the voyeur aspect, it's it's funny. You said that because maybe like the reason why those videos are popping up on my feed uh, appearing on my feed is that me or whoever it is viewing it is going to be more apt to to watch those because it's not presented like here's a model here's a picture of her we know this is a model in a bikini on the rocks the beach it's a regular woman at a gym working out that you might normally encounter but we're obviously gonna shoot the angle from here to catch her ass or these right and if she's doing squats yeah and that's what it knows there's never yeah, there's never a squat video from the front with a girl. You know what I'm saying? And listen, no. if I was a girl doing squats with a butt, I would probably not do that either. I'd have the camera behind me. It's smart. It's marketing. Yeah, hell yeah. I want to see what butt looks like. Instagram is like in my fucking, they, in all of our brains, but they want to like, yeah, they're trying to get me. They're like, let me, let, let's get them on the voyeur show. Let's get the workout shit. Yeah, the voyeur stuff sells. It really does. People like that. I'm like, do people like being a creep or do they like feeling like they're a part of your life or something? I think, I think it's a little of the creep thing. I think it's also because <laughs> it looks like regular, like, oh, I, I would, I'm at the gym. I run into somebody or maybe not run into them, but see somebody in the gym working out. Where if I see this super beautiful model in this, expensive lingerie in this bed that looks too fancy for me that would never happen in my real life 
You know what I'm saying? Unless she really liked me. why girls are selling so much on OnlyFans because I take so much content myself. You know, you have like a point of view of me at home being me. Some, some of my content, I have no makeup on. I'm just like in the shower. I'm just, it's like a boyfriend experience, a boyfriend, girlfriend experience. But people like that. It's, it's regular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, there's no camera crew here. There's no dude here. It's me and you. That's it. I think people probably definitely like that. Even maybe more than the creeps. I'm sure that the creeps are still there, but that's even maybe more oh, than always. <laughs> they're there, dude. They're there. Are there are there female creeps? Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say creeps, but I do have some female fans for sure. Well, I'm sure you do, but I mean like, do you ever get a DM or a weird comment from a female fan? that mirrors some of those uh, male fan. Uh, no, but I get men pretending to be women. <laughs> and it's so fucking clear. Fake profile, like my name is Cassandra and- Yes, and they, and they have like maybe five or six photos that are clearly stolen. It's a lot of work. And they're just like, but their first message is like, hey, I'm a lesbian and I really like that. And it's like, if you were a lesbian, you would <laughs> you not would be telling me you're a lesbian. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can usually tell real quick with some fake shit like that. Like, yeah. Someone says, hey, just to let you know, like, I'm a drug dealer. Like, we could make some business together. Like, right. you're going to know something's up, you know? <laughs> That's how they do. That's how they approach it on a, in the DM. So just like, I'm a lesbian and I really, and I know you like girls too. I think we should make out. I'm like, no girl would say this to me. <laughs> No female would say this to me. Female fans will like, like you're so pretty and send you like a blushy emoji. And I'm like, shut up, you are. And like, we blush back and forth. Oh, <laughs> like, that's a, little, a little more like a, I don't know, humble commenting or-, or Yeah, it's cute. I like it's to drop eight fucking eggplant emojis in your shit. Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> W-Y-D. I love your ass. We should go on a date. I'm like, no, I think I'm all good. That's how you sweep a woman off their feet. Of course, dude. Please learn that shit. Sometimes I hear some of these kind of things. I'm like, where the fuck? Did these guys all go to a class? Is there like a pamphlet that was passed around? Like, where Like, It's just the creepiest approaches. It seems like- Someone told them to be persistent and they lied. They lied to them. <laughs> like, you hear yourself out loud. Do you think anybody would like, like fall for this or be enticed by this? Like, what the? I don't know. Blows my mind. You know what blows my mind is having to actually reject someone that, like, I clearly have not let on. <laughs> that, like, why would you put me in the yeah, position to reject you if you know that I'm not interested? Take the fucking hint. I th- it's that persistent shit. It's like people. I'm not shy. Nothing about me or my Instagram or my persona. Nothing says that I am shy. So like, if I'm interested, you're gonna know. Like, I promise. <laughs> Dude's living fantasy fucking island. Right. Right. <laughs> if anyone wants to see you um, on the interwebs or anywhere, where where would you suggest they they go to do so? Uh, so Instagram would be at Lee Von Lux as long as Instagram lets me live there. <laughs> and um, OnlyFans.com slash Lux Suicide. You can find me mostly under Lee Von Lux, but OnlyFans is still on Lux Suicide. And I'll put all that in the uh, the bio. And yeah, I, um, Lux used to be a suicide girl. Yes. Right? Some, a lot, some people might know what suicide girls are, might not. Um, briefly, would you... Would you mind sharing with us? Yeah, they're like the alternative nude scene. So like, you know, 
Playboy used to be the popular thing. Now Suicide Girls is the popular thing where the girls have an alternative beauty. And so, and they are naked on the website and I work with them for years and they definitely gave me like the start that I had in the nude industry. Um, and we had like no breakup or anything. I just decided to change my name because I haven't worked with them in so long oh, and I want to keep the credit of the work that I'm doing. Yeah. So I went back to an old modeling name that I had. You it's all your work. Um, yeah. This, the suicide girl thing is crazy. Cause I know people like before I knew you, like I knew about it and I, knew people who either knew other suicide girls or were, I don't know, somehow involved or went to like the, the live kind of things you guys used to do or suicide girls used to do at it. Yeah. 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 And it, it definitely must've been a good, like, like platform, good jumping off point in some ways for you. Uh, you know, but I guess once okay. you get kind of like established and have your clout, you have, you have you, you got exactly. your. Exactly. It's like my body of work now speaks for itself. You don't have to go to this website to see it. Fucking independence, man. Exactly. I love it. I have a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's always ill when someone gets to a point where whatever it is that they're doing, especially artistically or expression-wise, you're on your own. You've, you've used all the, the help you can get from platforms and they've given you opportunities and you're on your own and you control your own shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I love that. Oh yeah. Dude. Now more than ever. This year more than ever we learned to like do our all of our own shit and not need other people for it because we yeah. couldn't have access to them. A real good uh lesson that naturally. I got to say lots you have done a an A1 a fantastic job of of your your robe and my robe are a little different. Your robe has stayed in the most appropriate places. If I happen to have the same uh, physical artillery as you, my robe would have been very inappropriate at times because it's kind of loose. <laughs> I've had to like finagle it a little bit. There may have been a couple you, you of things. You obviously have like, uh, with that. Very, very precise. That's why you're a professional. I'm not. I would never make it in your world. Look, I'm, sl I'm sloppy. I'm sloppy. I'm get canceled from Instagram. Maybe I wouldn't get canceled. Well, I guess I would. This, yeah. <laughs> Your nipples are allowed, not mine. <laughs> my nipples, yeah, my nipples are sensitive. Little, <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't like touching my nipples. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, what? I need to get one of your robes though, because I need the wizard sleeves. I need to cast a fucking. Spell. You do. Uh, I'm about to sage my house in this right now because why not? I was imagine that robe smells like sage and uh, Palo Santo. Eucalyptus and sage, like that's what I smell like. <laughs> Might <laughs> line some motherfucker chakra in that shit. Right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp regs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. 
This allows for effective dosing in a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. they got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there, and it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws, and they got some all-natural treats on the way. All this is available at WholePetCBD.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.